Yeah, got that plug. I got an acronym for you. (laughs) Ready? (laughs) Certain unappreciated men inevitably need more energy. Um... <laughs> oh, I had to type it out because I was like, I'm gonna have to try and keep up with this, and then look over. I'm like, all right, all right. Uh, oh, 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 okay. So it's C U M I N M E. Human me, you know, for all those like home cooks that like need the cuman passing them real quick. Yeah, cuman, cuman me. Can't say it. It's like, hey, cuman me, cuman me. Please cumin me. That's all I want is for you to cumin me right now. Please cumin me. Oh. <laughs> that's, that's why I was thinking so hard. I was trying to I was trying to do the acronym myself. You like reverse engineered it? Yep, exactly. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> oh. That'll be in the intro. I'll rip off PFF <laughs> and just do sound bites in the intro, and that'll be oh. it. Not not the acronym, the whole word of it. So certain unappreciated men inevitably need more energy. Human me. Human me. <laughs> oh, God. All right. Well, then let's get going. <laughs> oh, shit. That's funny. <laughs> All right. We'll go over NFC South, then mm-hmm. AFC South. Um, start with the Bucks, the world champs. Yep. And then go alphabetically by name and see where it takes us. All right. So, I think the first thing is the obvious thing with the Bucks, bringing back everyone. Not even, I mean, the the twenty two starters, first time in salary cap era, amazing. Yeah. But beyond that, that it's I think fifteen and sixteen on each side of the ball that have like played snaps from last year, and that like we're getting it the top snap um count per side. It was like 15 and 16 of each side, respectively, was brought back as well. Like Antonio yeah. Brown, uh, Fournette, or Ronald Jones, because one of them is technically not a starter. Like these yep. guys that do contribute, but not necessarily a starter. That yep. brings it even deeper because that is that's just to not lose it is a big free agency thing. Yeah, that was when they eventually got everybody back. It <laughs> felt a lot like the Marvel Endgame return where everybody just showed up. I was like, Jesus Christ, everybody came back. Tom's Gronk, <laughs> Gronk sitting there as the Hulk. Antonio Brown just whispers in Tom's ear, on your left. <laughs> yeah, man, but they all came back for Tom's second season with the Bucks. Is he going to go two for two with Tampa? I mean, they they clearly can with these guys. They brought everybody back for it. I mean... I think it'd be hilarious if Tom gets a, a second one. In I don't see day. who stops them. I like it's one of those things where usually the other competition's getting really good or something. The yeah. Packers are in disarray. The Saints yeah. lost Breeze and didn't really replace him. And no. Jameis can do a good job probably, but he's not competing well, for a Super Jameis Bowl. The Super, you put Jameis anywhere near a conference game with Tom. We already know how that one's going to end up. Yeah, and then I just don't see anybody else really competing there. The Chiefs did a good job to maintain, I think, but there's yep. still a little bit more. There's more holes there than I think there are for the Bucks. And the yep. other teams on the AFC are more young up and coming where 
I think they'll be like at their prime when Brady might actually retire. But yeah. for now, that team just killed it and they're running it back. Yeah. It's crazy. Uh, the, the only thing I could say is that anytime Tom gets older and is successful, it's just funny. It's great. He's just adding to his legacy, but it's also hilarious because some of these kids are like, oh, yeah, I remember watching, you know, Tom when I was in middle school. Uh, and this weekend he uh, busted my ass. Absolutely. I just think I just think it's so funny. The fact that he is so old and every year I didn't even know. I mean, I'm sure at some point we will get the. All right, this is it. This is the drop off. We've all been waiting for us to drop. We've been having that for a decade now. Yeah, we've his been drop off that for about 10, 10 years now. 10, I 12 just, years. He he's the last um, one to go back to back when he did with the Patriots in his second and third Super Bowls. Yep. And now might do it nearly two decades later. That's 18 years insane. later. That's insanity. That's insanity. That gap in time is allowed to vote. Yeah. It's a legal adult. <laughs> and Can't the team might games. arguably be better. They might be better. I mean, their O-line has another year working with Brady. Instead of a rookie yep. tackle, now you have a second-year tackle, so that's another year. AD, yep. another year with them. Fournette, another year with them. Godwin, hopefully a healthy year. Yeah. And then, like I said, yeah. everyone else just get another year working Gronk. with Brady. Gronk. Yeah. Howard, hopefully back healthy. Yep. They almost have too many weapons and too many options right now. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's going to be... It, they're going to be a scary team to watch this year. I'm excited. Yeah. One thing I don't like, I didn't like them taking a quarterback so early. I mean, it could be to groom them and get them right, and they know how long Tom's going to play kind of thing. I just didn't think it was needed. Maybe they see a huge talent in him that they had to get him and were just shocked he fell to them. It's just one of those things where you drafted a quarterback, you re-signed your backup quarterback. I just, yeah. I don't see the the urgency for it. It's not a bad pick as much as not needed. I don't yeah. think they really had to go that route, I guess. Yeah, they definitely could have waited and picked up Trask, but I don't know. It's kind of, It seemed more of a, it's better to have him and not need him than need him and not have him, you know? True. That's true. Because, like, I think he's a good player, and I think learning under Tom is incredible. Yeah. But I, that's the tough thing. They just don't have the huge needs that, are like, oh, they needed a corner or they needed this. They're like, no, they are good, and they're bringing back their whole Super Bowl roster so they can do what they want. Yeah. Shit. Um, that sums it up. You got any other negatives no, really. you can try and think of for them? No, I really got nothing. It's just impressive that they got everybody back. I mean, not a whole lot you can say they're champions right now there's nothing super negative to bring up about them i mean i guess we just move on to the falcons all right so the complete opposite of the spectrum is the falcons <laughs> who just are gonna have to dismantle their roster to hope to be good in the next few years because they've been trying with the same roster and i just don't think it's yeah. i don't think it's gonna happen yeah i mean I was looking at the Falcons this week, and the thing I kept wondering was, is does the front office think that having a great uh, wide receiver core for Matt Ryan, is that going to be enough to fill up all the other holes that they have? 
I mean, I'm, they brought trying. in Kyle Pitts. Calvin Ridley is uh, moving up quickly. Julio Jones, if he can stay healthy, is always a top 10 receiver. I mean, he's Matt Ryan's going to have a lot of options, but they got some holes on the offensive line. They got some holes. They got a lot of holes on the defense, in my opinion. Is is the fact that they're focusing on getting Matt more weapons, is that going to be enough to really let them be competitive? I don't... I'm not a big Matt Ryan guy. I don't think he's a bad quarterback. I just don't think he's in a top tier quarterback. He's, he's a like good Joe quarterback. Flacco. Joe Flacco, Matt Stafford. These yeah. guys that I think are good, but just in today's NFL, you need more. And I think, I mean, look what they just, uh, the Lions got for Matt Stafford. I think there could have been a market for Matt Ryan like that at some point. And oh, now they are talking about trading Julio, which. I would never want to trade away Julio Jones, but if I'm in the Falcon situation, I think it's a good thing to explore. If Julio does stay healthy, play a full season, go for over 2,000 yards, I don't think they even make the conference finals. I think he can do yeah. amazing things, ball out, and be incredible, and I just don't think that's enough. Like you said, they're trying to get a bunch of receiving weapons to fill the hole that it's just, it's not possible. And also I want to see Julio go to a good team and have some fun there. See, but that's the thing though, for Julio to go to a good team, it wouldn't be a good team anymore because the asking price for Julio Joan has to be insane. I mean, the first thing that comes to mind, package Julio and Matt ship them to Houston, get Deshaun and just start over. I yeah. think that I think that that would be a great trade. Houston gets a reliable, somewhat consistent quarterback. You get a star wide receiver back in Houston, Atlanta. You get a new quarterback who's looking for a new way of life. He's got Calvin Ridley. He's got Kyle Pitts. He's set. He's happy. He can go. Yeah, I just I don't. That's the thing I hate about when they're like, oh, we'll listen to trade talks for Julio. You can never really get a good idea of what the price is until it's already passed. And I exactly. want to know what the market is for Julio because I think teams aren't willing to pay too high with his injury risk, with his age, yeah. things like that. But he's still an elite talent in the NFL. So you got to yeah. think kind of like, I want to say almost like Jalen Ramsey or Jamal Adams, like just a high tier player that's being traded. But yeah. they're also younger but yep. Julio's been great on offense. It's just one of those things where I think it would be probably a little more than a first-round pick would be my guess. But yeah, they might be, like you said, looking for a huge package deal where they won't feel like they got enough, and then they go ahead and keep him because they just didn't feel like it was worth trading him, and yeah. they stay in this limbo of not improving their team since they blew up in the Super Bowl, and they're going to still look back on that and at the scraps they have left and not really do anything about it. Yeah. They just have a lot. They have a lot to go over before the season starts. I mean, I know that they love Matt Ryan over there. I know that he's their guy. But if anything, and we've talked about this before, in this day and age, nobody's your guy. Everybody can be moved at some point. So why not, while he's here, while people are kind of still in limbo for a quarterback, ship Matt Ryan out, get some stuff back in return, whether it be um, players to fill holes or draft capital or whatever, sell high, 
and then draft low, I guess. I mean, I'm not I'm not sure what else to really do. I mean, I think that moving Matt Ryan is probably the best option for this franchise, in my opinion. Yeah, I think you got to move on from him. Julio is one of those ones where I don't think he'd be awful. I've heard so many stories about how helpful he is off the field and how great he is to teach young guys. So having him there, if you're going with a young quarterback, isn't an awful idea. But it's one of those things where it's not working. It just hasn't been working. They had a really good young defense and offense built up in that Super Bowl team. And it all fell apart. And I think part of it could be they weren't expecting it to implode like that. I mean, I liked their defense and thought they were building something for the future there. But at this point, you just got to ask yourself, like, is it even possible to get back there? And is riding yourself to a 40-year-old Matt Ryan going to get you there? Because it's not. It's just another team who's contending sees more value in him that can get him there. And I mean, I don't think he will, but let them think that. Get the picks. Get all these picks loaded up. Mm -hmm. If you think Julio value is there, get the picks. Get everything and play like the Houston Texans. Play for two to five years from now. Understand that the next two years, you are not going to do it. It's not going to come together. So you got to shift it to rebuild it and everything. Because, I mean, the NFL, rebuilds are happening much faster now, which is impressive on a 53-man roster. You can really, like, put in the work and get it there. That that could be your team's future if you move on from Matt Ryan. The big thing being, I think his contract isn't very friendly for moving on from. So yeah, that's fair. Is, is a big reason to drag your feet. But if you know you're not getting it done this year anyway, then you could have traded him away and gotten a young quarterback who's on a cheaper deal for those years or something. Um, I think it's just one of those things where I think they're stuck in the middle and they'd rather hang on to Matt Ryan and hope than to really try and rebuild it. Cause I think they, I mean, I feel like people would lose their jobs at that point. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Did they do anything good this year? <laughs> I don't want to be like completely negative on them, but it's just one of those teams where I don't really know what they're doing. Um, they didn't have a great year. They didn't have a bad year. Um, Okay, here here's a positive thing. They did sign Mike Davis from the yep. Panthers. Do you think he's going to be as effective as he was in Carolina? I mean, they don't really have a for uh, a surefire number one running back in Atlanta. They don't have a Dalvin Cook, Ezekiel Elliott, Christian McCaffrey, Nick Chubb. They don't have anybody like that there. Do you think he can be effective in Atlanta? I think he can be effective because I think that offense will be pretty good with what they have for weapons as far as everything. Um, I don't think their line is horribly bad. I think they're about in the middle. Um, so I think their guards are good. You know I mean, like, I don't, I'm not trying to say anything too far crazy, but they got a decent line. And with the three huge weapons of Pitts, Julio, and Ridley, yeah. if you can gel with that. And we've seen that Davis can be a good receiving back too. Mm -hmm. I think that'll actually fit them very well of what they need. It's just going to come down to the fact of, are they already behind early where he can't really get into momentum of needing a few touches early to get everything going and get a good running game together where he's just now being a receiving back and maybe isn't on the field as much and things like that. 
because I think that could take him out a little bit. He's not like a, a Derrick Henry, a Saquon, no matter what you're feeding. Yeah. He was a, a first a first time playing their free agent that really I, I I think he fits that idea well of they have a really strong offense. I just don't know if they'll give him enough to do it. Because I could see Julio, Ridley, Hurst, Pitts, and then him. So you got a two tight end set. Yep. You can pass out of that very easily with Hurst and Pitts. Yep. They can also stay and block for you. The line can be there. I think it can be really good. Just can they stay in the game long enough for Davis to get the momentum he needs to get all that running together will really be the difference maker for him. Which, I mean, Carolina wasn't really giving him that either. Yeah. But it's just the fact of like true success to it, not just fantasy success where he catches a 60-yard touchdown and saves everything. Yeah. I think he needs to be in every down back or at least like a few downs come out a little bit and come back in, but be there and get everything going to be a, a staple of that offense. I just don't think the defense will give him enough time to be in the game as like a, a serious runner every time. I, I agree with that a hundred percent. I don't think he's going to be, Oh, I don't think he's going to be super useful in the backfield. I think he's going to be a lot more useful with his hands. Um, he was good last year. He, he was really good. Um, now, I'm probably not going to pick him up in fantasy this year, but that doesn't mean he won't have a good year. I think that he, I think he'll be just fine. I mean, that he's going to be a good bailout guy. They can run a lot of screens with him behind, you know, their twin tight ends and Julio, who's a, who's a big dude who can block. Pretty sure they. I'm pretty sure they can make good use out of Mike Davis while they have him. Yeah, I think. Uh, and it wasn't a big deal either. So I think he got like a monster deal. So no. good fit for them. It's just, yeah. I, I kind of after looking at the Mike Davis stuff, I get more why they don't want to throw in the towel just yet. But the defense just hasn't been good enough to really get it together. I mean, that offense is really great. And even Matt Ryan, I'll give him the credit where it is. He's a good quarterback in the NFL with a really good offense. It can go well, and the the offensive line shouldn't be that bad that he can't really stay there. But it's just something's not clicking for them to do this, and they really need to fix that defense, and I think it won't be in time. Yeah. I agree. I absolutely agree with that. Now, Mike Davis's former team, the Panthers. Panthers, yep. And we've talked about this a little bit quite often with Sam Darnold being the new quarterback over there. You're thrilled. Favorite player. I know that thrilled favorite player, a uh, top five prospect that's ever existed ever. Um, Hall of fame career ahead of him. Uh, no, no hate to Darnold, but I, you know, I, I'm hoping this season really works out for him. I would love to be able to see him be kind of reborn into what everybody hoped he was coming out of college. That'd be, That'd be great. Love to see somebody develop into a better player. Love seeing that. But, you know, how's, how's he going to do that? I mean, it's going to be a new system for him. Um, they don't have the greatest offensive weapons. Uh, you know, I like Curtis Samuel. I think that he's a great receiver. He had 1,000 yards last year, I think. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think he had a thousand yards last year. I think he can definitely repeat that. Um, no, Samuel's gone. No. Yeah, he's with Washington. I thought. That's right. He. Yeah, 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 yeah. 
You broke that news to me, actually. I did. I did. Oh, You're probably God. thinking DJ Moore, who's very similar in that offense. DJ Moore, that's what I'm thinking. I always get them. I always get those two confused, and I'm not sure why I do that. They, they kind of really fit the same role on a team. Yeah. But um, as long as as long as CMC comes back 100, percent is like game time, ready to play, ready to get in there and do what he does. Uh, I think Donald can be successful. If there's even a slight question of McCaffrey's health, I don't know how well the year is gonna go. Um, I, I I don't know. I think that they have a pretty good defense, a pretty solid defense. They picked up J.C. Horn, which is a pretty good pick. I mean, they should have picked up Patrick Sertain. I don't know why they didn't. That frustrates me so much. But. I think he's going to be a good player. I think they got good uh, pieces on defense that is that's going to put the offense on the field more, give them more opportunities. I just don't know how well the offense is going to. Yeah, they're one of those teams that I mean, they were talked about wide receiver for them a lot, and I didn't really get that. I think DJ Moore and Robbie Anderson are good enough that you don't need to worry about it. David Moore's a good third. Yeah. Um. I think you don't need to worry about, especially with CMC, he does everything. So he can be the pass catching fit you need to make up for those guys. But those are good receivers. I mean, Darnold had a good relationship with Anderson. So yeah. that could just come back and click. I just don't get their lack of getting their line the help they needed. Like yeah, re-signing no. their two guys early on, I just didn't get. Um, like getting Moten back, cool. He's a, he's a really good right tackle, yeah. but you need to protect your guys' blind side. Mm-hmm left side of the line just isn't good and the no. rest of your line aside from right tackle isn't isn't that great it's that they can average. help make up for it so just I, I i actually thought i think sam donald will do better in carolina than he did in new york i think just a change of scenery yeah. and have that uh coaching system kind of like go with him i think he'll do okay with that but it's like we talked about with borrow you can only go as far as your line will protect you if you're getting crushed in two seconds you're not getting the ball out every single time. You're not really working. Like Robbie Anderson, great deep ball threat. You need yep. the line to protect you long enough to get it to him. Yeah, for him to be able to be a deep threat, you know, you got to be able to protect the quarterback, and that's not something that, you know, Darnold's been accustomed to. Yeah, exactly. But, yeah, the defense like their front line. I think they are really yep. good there. Uh, yeah, Horn, not my first pick, but also not a bad player. Yeah, and no, they could have done much worse with that. It's yeah, just it's certain, but Horn is also a good player. He doesn't fit their scheme type, so I'm guessing that they want to switch that. I think they were gonna yeah. switch their defense up and he's the first step of that, maybe. Um, but still good player, good need filled right there. I just want them to bump up their line a little more, I guess, just to kind of help out and then go from there. Uh yeah. I thought they could have gotten more for Bridgewater, but I don't think there was really a market there. So yeah, I don't think they're there. I know how much you love Teddy, but I don't think there's a big enough market for them to get a whole lot more than what they did get for him. Yeah, mine was just the fact that he restructured his deal before the trade. Yeah. So like a three million dollar veteran quarterback is pretty good, kind yeah. of thing. Um, but I think it was just so late in the process. Everyone knew what they were doing at quarterback. They knew they were drafting or already picked up someone or things like that. Um, it's just more the you signed him to a long deal at a lot of money, 
and all you have to show for it is a losing season and a sixth round pick. That's like a loss on their part. But I like Darnold coming in. It it showed we're doing this at quarterback. Here's how we want to go. Um, they just got to fix the line, really. I mean, there's moves yeah. they can make in defense and get better there. But the line's the big part for them. I think there's still yeah. guys out there. Like, I know Villanueva got signed, so we're yep. pumped. Eric Fisher but, got uh, signed. Yeah, Eric Fisher got signed. But uh, Okung's still out there. So he'll be the guy we advertise for now. Yep. And, um, yeah, I think just go get him maybe. Because yeah. their whole you know, thing. I'm a stickler about a good offensive line, too. Yeah, that's the first thing you got to build is you got to protect them. So you got enough weapons at receiver that you're good. Tight ends, I, I like a good tight end, but it's not required. You can get a few good tight ends just to fill it out and be out there. Yeah. Maybe a little help in uh, either a linebacker or secondary, but not pressing. Just think it's one of those things where, yeah, healthy CMC makes all the difference for them. Because they don't yeah. have Mike Davis behind him anymore. Mm-hmm. CMC comes back and looks like he we know he can. He can add a win or two just by himself. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. He's unbelievable when he's healthy and he plays at the top of his game. Um no, he's gonna be playing with a new quarterback. Hopefully uh he can adapt to playing with Darnold's, but if he if he's a hundred percent like I hope he is he's going to run ragged this season and I'm excited. Yeah, I agree with that. I think he's played with so many different quarterbacks in his career that he's shown he'll do whatever it takes and he'll fit whatever role he needs to be in that. Like I said, just hope he's healthy. Cause I really want to see him play again. It's Me just too. so much fun to watch. Such a great player. All right. You want to move on to the saints? Yeah, I'm good with that. All right. Breeze is gone. He's retired. Closing the book on a Hall of Fame career. I'm excited to see what they do. But I did read an article yesterday that said Brett Favre was joking around with Aaron Rodgers about going to New Orleans. And that would be madness. If New Orleans lost Drew Brees and gained Aaron Rodgers, that would be insane. The weird thing about it would be that he'd be going to another NFC powerhouse that notoriously has one good receiver. Yep. But eh, I guess, I mean, I'll take Kamara over Jones. That's not an argument. But Aaron Jones is a really good running back. He is. So Alvin Kamara is not that much a sweetener with a lack of receiver help. Yeah. I would love, I mean, I've been thinking about all the different ways that Aaron Rodgers could go somewhere. Oh, yeah. Really exciting. I think that's where the Saints really failed this offseason is I like Jameis as the sense of, like, he's fun. I'm rooting for you, kid. I don't think him or Taysom Hill are the future, unless that LASIK no. for Jameis yeah. was really that good. Yeah. I just don't get how you can go 12-4, and four, come back with almost the same roster minus the quarterback and not make it a serious attempt to push for quarterback. I mean... They could have been and just not have the success for it. They don't have the weapons to do so. But I honestly thought they might try and uh, trade it for Mac. I think Mac Jones would have fit really good as Drew Brees' successor. Yeah, I wanted them to trade up for a quarterback so badly, but I knew that they weren't going to. That's not really their style. Um, I don't know. I I think it's really funny that the Saints 
who that is for the next couple of years is probably going to be who's that. <laughs> Thank you. I thought of that one by myself. I like that. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> I uh, I agree. I mean, just the fact that this team is either top players yep. or not that great players. I mean, Michael Thomas, great. Then Traquan Smith is the next guy. Uh, Alvin Kamara is great. And then there's Jameis Winston, Taysom Hill. That the I know they like doing the Taysom Hill weapons. I just don't think it's all that important to the game to have them there. But it's just one of those things where it's like the like the Falcons. Are you gonna waste Kamara and Thomas? Are you yeah. gonna you have these extremely talented players, and are you going to waste them when you're trying to figure it out? And you weren't ready because, I mean, I think we talked about Breeze retiring for the last few years, just yeah. that it could happen. And I don't think he'd completely blindside them with this. No. So no, you just you got to be prepared for it in the very least. I mean, what like what's your plan to make it still last that you're not wasting these guys? You got a good line. Yeah. You got really good offensive weapons in Kamara and Thomas. You got a good defense. Yeah. I just don't. I don't think they made a significant push to really be back to 12 and four competing for the Super Bowl again. Exactly. Uh, I don't think they're going to be competitive at all. And also they're not giving any of these guys a real reason to stick around. I mean, once their contracts are up, if there hasn't been a significant improvement, they, a lot of these guys are probably going to jump ship and they're going to get paid more. I mean, Guys like Marcus Davenport, he's coming into his own. Marshawn Lattimore, uh, Michael Thomas, and Alvin Kamara, obviously. If you don't get them above 500 over the next couple of years until you find your your quarterback, those guys are all going to jump ship. Because as much as these guys want to say, oh, I'm here for the city, this is my city, I love these people, that's all. that's all well and good and probably true. But if another city is offering to pay you twice as much, you're dipping. You're out of there. Yeah. And they signed Kamara and Thomas to big deals to lock yeah. those guys in for successful teams. So it's just weird to me to not have that as big of a priority. I, I don't know. I think they might really believe in Jameis or Taysom. I know Sean Payton loves Taysom Hill. So yeah. it could be this big belief that they can still get it done there. Jameis hasn't been the worst quarterback. He's had a lot of picks and everything, but he's done a lot in offense too that he could have learned from Breeze and done well. I mean, I'm kind of surprised they didn't make an offer for Teddy. He did well in that system when Breeze was hurt. Yeah. That's a, that's an option right there. So that makes me think that they have a plan that they're happy with that we just might not oh, agree yeah. with if it's like Jameis or Taysom or so oh, and forbid it's Aaron Rodgers. It would be so exciting to watch. Yeah, but that would just be pandemonium to see that happen. But I think yeah. they're they think they have the right fit and the right plan for everything. I hope Jameis does well. I really want to see him do well. Not yeah. that he's going to like compete with Tom Brady, really, but to come out and not be thirty and thirty, to come out and get exactly. a lot of touchdowns, really lessen the picks and the bad decisions. <sighs> yeah, to not finish at the bottom. Of yeah. the division every year, yeah. Because, like, your goal is to win a Super Bowl. That's Absolutely. your goal no matter what, especially Absolutely. with this team. And 
they're not like the Falcons where they can think about trading Kamara and Thomas and blowing it up because your team's too good for that. You can't blow it all up right now with this good of a defense and the weapons you have because you're not really going to be the bottom of the league, probably. And then you're going to give them up for no reason and then really struggle to get there because you're just in the middle. You should be getting rid of all of your short term to go all in for it. Now, if you're year after year consistently this close, that idea of trading for a quarterback who will get you there or trading for the draft pick rather for the quarterback yeah. isn't that crazy because you got no. it and that's all you have. I mean, they're going to be $10 billion under the, uh, over the salary cap in two years anyway. They're going to find a way to structure Taysom Hill to a trillion-dollar contract and get out of it. But <laughs> they're just going down that path. So I don't know why they got so gun-shy now to go all in to finally get over that hump that they have been bumping into for the last, like, five years, is it? Yeah. Yeah, just about. I completely agree. I mean, I don't know what they're going to do. They got to. They clearly do have a game plan. Just got to wait it out, I guess. I mean, that's the only thing we can do with it right now. Yeah, it's like. It's kind of like the Packers. It's just, I think they're doing good things. I think they have good players. Yeah, but they have good, they have good intentions with what they're trying to do, but to the public, it's not looking great, you know? Yeah, like they could keep going and trying more, and yeah. they just might not seem like they're fully doing that. Yeah, um, and there's a lot that goes goes on behind the scenes that the public doesn't know about. So maybe maybe they got something going on. Maybe they maybe they got some talks going on and some stuff that they just haven't released yet and that we're not aware of. So that's what I'm kind of hoping it is. I'm kind of hoping they have a really really good game plan in motion that we're just not aware of. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't even meant to be a segue. It was just the fact that the next team, the Colts, is more of what I've been looking for from teams, which is at least doing something. Like the Wentz trade, like it or hate it, they're trying something. And they just signed uh, Fisher for left tackle. I think that's a good move. He's not my top guy that I'd obviously go after. He's had that injury. He's the number one overall pick. Yeah, but he got hurt last year. (laughs) but he's a number one overall pick. How dare you? (laughs) Well, anyway, I wouldn't take him number one overall right now. Yeah. I just think the fact that it's a good choice because it filled a need and they had to do that. And we talked, I mean, to nauseam. Villanueva, (laughs) Okun, just someone signed them. And we probably didn't talk enough about Fisher because he's a good starting left tackle that you can fit in there. Gone for less than $10 million. That's a good deal. Yep. Um, but they're making moves to help their team get better. I mean, 11 to 5 last year, yep. kind of quietly. I don't think a lot of people talk too oh, much yeah. about them Very aside silent. from Jonathan Taylor in fantasy. Yep. Yeah, they were they were very quiet. And as long as he stays healthy and he doesn't get hurt, I I would love to see Carson Wentz take this 11 and 5 team and make it better be so awesome i would be be so happy for him i don't think it'll happen but i'd be so happy i also have my doubts about it but it would be awesome to see yeah he is it would be absolutely awesome to see he's exciting to see when he's at his best um i don't think his success is perfectly um repeatable just given on how he went about it 
but I like him and I hope he would be a good enough to get some things going. I don't think he's necessarily that far below Philip Rivers if he plays well. Not even plays amazing, but if he plays well. Yeah. I don't think Philip Rivers uh had the highest ceiling. He had a very good floor, but yeah, he's yeah, kind of yeah. like a little range of what he could bring to the team. And I think Wentz, if he does a good enough job, could do that. Um, yeah. And this move might just help set the team up for a little bit further down the line. It kind of keeps them in the hunt. If the team gets hot and everything goes and everybody's performing at their peak, you could flirt with the Super Bowl and see what you can do. But if yeah. not, you have a really good young team that you're building around. They just got Quiddy Pay. I mean, he's really good player i didn't think that would fall to 21 necessarily yeah but he's a really good player that's a good pick and didn't make a crazy reach for it didn't make a crazy trade for it or anything no um the wentz trade if wentz plays well the second turns into a first if the second turns into a first that means wentz did what you were hoping for when you traded for him so exactly that's what you gotta do exactly now another topic i want to bring up is related to this team they announced the other day that Paris Campbell will now be wearing number one. What do you think about this jersey rule? Fucking love it. I talked to my uncle and my dad and other older people, and they were not fans about it. Um, I love it. I mean, we've been talking about college players for so long. In Madden, if I get two guys on my team that wear 30, I Google what their numbers were in college so I can give them one of their numbers. Yeah. I think... I mean, I go back to Reggie Bush. Reggie Bush should have been able to wear number five. He shouldn't have been drafted by the Saints. That was stupid. And he should have been as good in the NFL as he was in college. But at the very least, he should have had number five. Yeah. But there's no there's no downside, really, to the number issue. I like that there's still some rules to it, like Lyman wearing a certain number or something. I'm cool with yeah. that. Uh, I think Brady's thing about it being stupid and not knowing who's coming at you is stupid because that really just shuts down any idea of him being as good as he is. He's the GOAT, not saying that. But it makes it sound like you can only identify guys because they have a five in front of a one. And if they're wearing one, you won't know. You'll just say one's the mic instead of 51's the mic. Yeah. And if there's a guy running at you and you have the time to identify the number on his jersey and think that's not right, you could have gone around it and yeah. gone away from him. But like, it's not going to happen that way. You're going to see this huge dude running at you to hit you i just think it's a weird take to think that it makes a huge impact in his game yeah. like and nfl offenses are getting way more of like a hybrid type thing where different guys are blitzing different guys are dropping in coverage everything's changing anyway that yeah. the number system doesn't matter because there's going to be a corner blitzing on you or a linebacker or a safety like they'd switch it up on you anyway so guys aren't going to be hiding behind that anymore because you're going to see a guy trying to cheat in on the side yeah Absolutely. I'm super excited about this rule. Um, I, I'm excited to see who changes their jersey to what. Uh, I'm really excited to see if OBJ wears number three. Um, That'd be cool. I think that would be dope. Um, yeah, man. I just think that this rule is cool. I think it's the game's getting more modern and more. I don't want to say younger because obviously younger players are coming into the league and everything, but I just think that this is a new fresh take for the league to go in and it lets some of these guys, you know, almost, it's almost like when uh, prep school kids get to accessorize their uniforms, but they're all wearing the same thing. 
I think that this is a great, great for them. They get to bring back a college number, a high school number, something that means something to them, like a safety can wear number two if they want, or a linebacker can wear number 11 if they feel like it, you know? Um, I'm just excited for this, man. I think it's going to be great. It's going to fucking boost up jersey sales, which is incredible, but I'm excited. Yeah, there's like no harm from it. It's just the fact that the players get a little more brand recognition because they will identify with the number more. It might be like you said, in college. It yep. boosts jersey sales. That's huge. Yeah. You handled yeah. it with the fact that if players want to switch their number, they'd have to buy out the old jersey stock. Fine. They might have to wait a year or whatever. I, I don't care about that. But these guys, it doesn't matter what number they wear. Like the rules of the numbers only make a little sense to it because we've yeah. been around it so long. It doesn't really negatively impact the game in any way. No. So I, I, I like think, it. I mean, every other sport lets it go that way anyway. Yeah. I think it's more of a look good, feel good, play good, you know? Yeah. I get that. And like uh, Buddha Baker's going to be number three. That's awesome. Yeah. That's I dope. think Parsons is going to be 11. Micah Parsons, I think he's going to be number 11 because that's what they posted on Twitter. Yeah. But we'll see on that one. But yeah, it's just just so exciting. I mean, the numbers are whatever they want them to be anyway. Yeah. I think it's going to be a really cool idea for them to have a different identity to them and to see number 11 Roman uh, in the secondary or something like that. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I think it's dope. And I was about to say I'm excited again. Am I just excited all the time? Yeah, no, you are. I mean, it's we're talking about football. Things yeah. are changing, and you're excited, but then realizing we're in May. How <laughs> is the long stretch? You don't know. Like this is like the between rest stops of a road trip. You just have to really hope you can get through it. Yeah, because by the, time the season rolls on it. I will. I will not be excited anymore. I'll be like, ugh. Yeah, I know. I've been talking about this for months. <laughs> but yeah. I mean, we'll have to stretch some things out because this is getting more and more exciting every year at the NFL. I think the Aaron Rodgers stuff will probably stretch out for another month to get yep. there and things of that nature. Um, I don't know. We'll see where it goes with this. I uh, I like the number rule. I like the idea of just all these rule changes really coming to light. I feel like it used to be at the meetings, they'd bring up five ideas that were cool. And one of them would almost get passed. And then after five years, it would finally get passed. Yep. And there seems to be a lot more traction now and a lot more understanding of what will benefit the game. And just, I mean, just the fan aspect of the game. So I think that's a big portion of it, that things are really moving forward. Um, I just want them to make replays automatic upstairs. You, uh, you label it the Bud Light replay booth and you give them one of the fancy suites up top like where the offensive coordinator sits or something and you put everything up there they're trained to replay it right away and then give the point down to the field and make things a lot better and umps are uh not umps (laughs) refs are human like they can make mistakes that's fine but the idea that you're waiting until the day after to say my bad is gonna infuriate people when just make the right call the first time and set it up and like i said Sponsor it. Make it the Bud Light one because that'll make it a lot more likely to happen if they can make money from it. Oh, yeah, definitely. Put a commercial over it while they go into it. Make it like an AR type thing and you can see like funny things on the ref's hat or something. I don't know. But all these all these new rule changes coming in are, like you said, making the game more modern. If younger is not the word, then cooler. 
because young people yeah. are cool. Cooler, yeah. Uh, do you have uh, anything else to say about the Colts? No, I was about to say, do you want to jump into the Jaguars? Yeah, and that rant of mine that I don't even think was like aimed in one area or the other. All right, let's go with the Jags. All right. Tim Tebow is back, baby. Nah, that T- is saving Lawrence from being a bust. Tim T- Tebow. Tebow time is back. Tebow time is back. I can't believe it. I think that's so funny. As a tight end. As a yeah. tight end. What's it been, like eight years since he's played in the league? The last time I read this online earlier today, the last time Tim Tebow played an NFL game, Trevor Lawrence was 12. That's, oh my God. <laughs> Trevor Lawrence was 12 years old. Those are usually like the, when they were drafted kind of thing you hear about Brady. Last time yep. he played. Last like, time he, he played. He hasn't played. Yeah. 12 I... years old. That's insane. His quarterback is 12, is, was 12 the last time he played football. That's so nuts. Like, and Tebow, great competitor, great leader. Yeah, absolutely. Everything about him. My dad and I used to argue about this, about how he should switch or not switch. He should have made the decision such a long time ago, obviously. To move to tight end? To move to or tight to end. Just, yeah, just in general. I mean, I think the NFL has evolved to like look at Taysom Hill. Tebow yeah. probably could have been more in that role anyway. Yeah. Um, I assume he's still in good shape. I feel like he's the kind of guy that would stay there. I mean, I know he's been playing well, yeah, baseball I mean, he too. He just got signed to an NFL team. I would hope he's in shape. But he could be like a third stringer that's there for motivation and everything and blocks and stuff. Brought him in to be a locker room leader. Also, he might not even make the team. I don't want to be negative to him after like a big accomplishment, but there's always a chance of a guy not even making the final 53. Yeah. So like it could just be yeah. something that's cool to bring him in, bring him with his old coach and stuff. That's awesome. But I don't know what role I see for him if he's being a tight end. I mean, the offense needs a tight end, but I, I don't, I, you know what it is? It's the fact that he hasn't played football in eight years that I don't know what to expect for him. And I don't know how to react to this aside from being excited that it's Tim Tebow. Yeah. Yeah. It, there's always that fear that, you know, he he's getting in on name recognition alone. He might've lost a step. He might not be as quick on his feet. He might not be as aware as he was last time. Not saying that he's dumb, but I mean, just like, field awareness like he's gonna be a tight end he's gonna be in the middle he's gonna be getting hit by linebackers all day Dion jones is gonna wreck his wreck his shit all all the time if he's not careful yeah i uh i obviously wanted to work out for him i yeah. i'd love to see tebow doing well i think he's I'd a love nice to see dude. tebow tim tebow in prime time once again Ooh, eight years yeah that's crazy that's like me thinking I could somehow go back and compete in any sport I did in track. high school. Yeah, track or like, I I know I couldn't do it. I know for a fact I couldn't do it. But I think that, that makes it more impressive to me. I was never an elite athlete, but just trying to get back into that similar shape again, running that often Are you kidding is me? I could, crazy. I, I could throw on a pair of shoulder pads right now, get on the defensive line, and just run through a bunch of eighth graders. <laughs> I could absolutely go back to them and just demolish them. That'd be so funny to see. 
That would be hilarious. Like Peyton Manning's SNL skit. Play, <laughs> throwing the ball at the kid. <laughs> oh my god, that was so funny. God, that makes me like Peyton Manning. Through years of him being the enemy and everything, didn't matter. Yeah, he would throw footballs at children for comedy. I think that, that, that makes was... him okay in my book. I thought that was so hilarious. And then he did all those <laughs> terrible commercials. Yeah, he's probably rich as shit though. Oh yeah. Absolutely, brother. That's the dream, man. His, speaking of brothers, for his brother is not. What'd you say about his brother? I said his brother is probably not all that rich. Nah, but he's like he's got what enough money. His, his brother, his daddy. Yeah. What Eli's doing. But back to the Jaguars. Let's not <laughs> talk about Mannings for the next yeah. hour. Um I'm excited about the Jaguars. Um there I go again. I'm fucking excited, I guess. But <laughs> um they brought in Marvin Jones, which I really like. They got a lot of young receivers, and I think bringing in a veteran like Marvin Jones to really mentor them and you know, have them feel out the game properly. I think that's going to be a huge help, especially with a new young quarterback coming in. I'm hoping that Tebow also gets in on that with a little bit of mentoring, but I don't know, man. This Jaguar team's young, ready to be molded in from clay into a beautiful statue. Maybe one with long, flowy hair a weird nose and a large forehead (laughs) yeah he's one of those dudes that i think because he's famous and because i know him it's just like oh yeah that's him and then you look at him a little longer like all right uh okay like yeah i mean good for him he's successful but (laughs) is he gonna be one of those guys that like is made to think he's handsome because he's famous or is he like a Fabio look that I just don't understand? See, Fabio is one of those guys. Is one of those guys to me. Like, <clears throat> he's famous. That's why people find him attractive. Uh, Fabio is a weird looking dude if you actually look at him long enough. Yeah, yes, he he's like that romance novel look, not like an actual like anything. Dude, we yeah. just can't stay on the Jags right now. All right, Shark <laughs> Jones, Chenault. Amazing trio for receivers. Shark, yeah. great receiver. Chanel, I loved um, in last year's Madden. He just yeah. was my dude. And then actually ended up being a good player too. So I just liked watching him. Plays a great uh, role for them. And then Jones is a really good receiver. And like you said, that veteran presence to help them with anything else. Yeah. Robinson, everyone knows of him because of last year's fantasy. But mm-hmm. really good running back. And yeah. I like the signing... Of Etienne, I, I really do. I think the oh the draft pick, I guess. The aspect of him that I like is that I'd want him in my offense. The more and more footage I watched of him, the more I wanted to have him as a part of my team. I okay. think, like I said before, they were waiting for like Tony, and he didn't fall, and they thought weapons still, so they didn't want to shift it maybe. But I don't think he's that bad of a pickup because one him and Lawrence already have chemistry so yeah already done with that two Robinson's not in the field every single play he's just he's just not and you're gonna need a second running back there a good pass catching guy um 
can honestly probably go out wide too, have two running back sets. They might be planning for more of a weapon-based offense than a traditional receiver running back set offense because Tebow might just be a weapon. He's a tight end technically to fill out the roster and they need tight ends, but he could be just a weapon for that. And I don't think, just like I don't think Harris is a bad pickup, it's just that the teams might have other needs that you want to address or you don't think running back should go in the first. Yeah. But I get that. Yeah. Urban Myers taking over for the Jags. That's going to be, you know, he likes his high powered offenses. So Etienne is, isn't a bad pick. It's just not the choice I would have made, you know? Yeah. Um, But other than that, you know, this team looks really good. I'd love to see them be as good as they were in what was it? 2016. <laughs> the one year of success that we analyzed the one year of success that they had i would love to see them get back to that form just absolutely dominant on defense good offense running in they're actually going to have a quarterback now are they still that defense like somehow kept the defense oh together and God. we're building this great offense around it that would have that would be that would be incredible It'd be so much fun to watch but yeah their draft like their draft Walker Little got a tackle because they needed one. Yep. Um, Campbell and Cisco both yep. got uh, got two guys in the secondary. That's great. They got, I mean, defensive line help. Always good, especially pick them up in the fourth round. Not going crazy for them, but you're always going to need them there. I mean, Lou Farrell for a tight end. Like I said, they need tight end, so I think that's not really a, a reach or anything. Yeah. It's just you go out where you can. You're in the fifth round, so you don't really care. But yeah. for a 1-15 team, they're coming out looking much better. I think the Bengals did a decent job of this too with uh, Burrow and everything. Yep. They kind of came into the season looking a little more optimistic than you'd think a team with the number one pick had. And now the second year, even better. But the Jags are set up to do a little bit better, I think. I think Little will be a good tackle. Um, I think they're saying that with Little and Robinson, swing Robinson to right tackle. But you'll have other options. I don't think Robinson's the worst tackle in the league. No. If you put him at right, he'd be okay, I think. But the team's not a 1-15 in team. They got a lot yeah. of hope and a lot of potential for this. They got um, Shaquille Griffin and CJ Henderson in the secondary. That's great. Yeah, They I got love, more secondary help for maybe a safety spot. Who knows? Um, good linebackers and Jack, Schobert. I mean, just everything. Like, they got everything set up like they need to. Now they just need to tell their guys, oh, don't lose on purpose this year. Let's go out there and win and like, yeah, we're, actually we're try. We're supposed to win this year, guys. I like the Jag. I'm so scared to say it. Like the Browns five years ago, but I like the Jaguars. I think they're going to look a lot better moving okay. forward. I think Urban Meyer, I'm excited to see him run that team. And I am scared to say it, but I think they'll be good. Okay. I can see right. them going at this least five hundred. This is a safe space. You can say all the <laughs> nonsense you want. I can always delete it later. <laughs> no, but this is this is a good team. This isn't a terrible team. This doesn't look like the you know early two thousands Jaguars where they have one player that they're riding the coattails of. But you know what? I'd like to see you be right. I'd like to see them be good. I'd All like right. to see me be right too. Usually I want me to be right. <laughs> Usually I want me to be right too. All right, let's move on to the Texans. Talked about the Jaguars enough. 
Does Deshaun sit out the season? I don't even know anymore. I put all my Deshaun thoughts on hold, just not knowing what's going to happen anymore. I think, let's say, let's say nothing comes of anything. He's playing and he's like normal or anything. Mm -hmm. I think I'd see him sit out the season because they don't really have anything around him that's worth playing with. That's fair. They didn't really make a huge push or anything like short term. I mean, the first player they drafted was Davis Mills, and that was until the third round. I mean, I think that's a good pickup to start prepping for the future. Yeah. But I don't, I don't really know what your chances are here of doing anything, and you don't even have your first anymore to sit on. Like, oh, we suck this year, but we're number one. No, well, we got you're stuff. not. No, you don't have anything. The Dolphins are. <laughs> yeah. I yeah, just... I don't know what to think about Deshaun either. Uh, obviously, I'd love to see him play, but he doesn't have anybody to really play with. You know, it's not like they grabbed anybody great in the draft. And speaking of people in the draft, this is a this is a separate thing. I don't know if you saw, but um, the rookies on Madden Ultimate Team, Jalen Waddle has a ninety nine overall speed. <laughs> Just, yeah. The more I think about him, the more excited I am to watch him play. It's one of those things where I like Devonta Smith so much that I didn't want Waddle to overpass him on like the rankings or anything like that. But it doesn't. It shouldn't take anything from Waddle. He's not rugs. He's a really good, exciting, electric player. That, like I told you, when you asked me about who I thought could be offensive rookie of the year, yep, I wanted to say Waddle. I did. I don't think the offense around him might warrant that. If Parker's healthy and Tua's subpar, then that's going to limit what Waddle can really do. Yeah. But he's just got so much potential. He's just so exciting to play with. It's just, he's he's my guy this year of after the draft and everything, I'm like, I should have liked him a little bit more. I should have yeah. had him a little bit higher. And I'm okay saying that. But he is he's my type of player. He's just so damn fast. Oh yeah, love love the slot the fast slot receivers. Those are my guys. I was huge on uh, Rashard Perriman when he came into the league. Oh yeah, loved him. Loved him, John Ross. Yep, Marquise Goodwin. Goodwin, uh, I still I'll, Goodwin and Ross are always free agents, so I always sign them to my team for special teams. Yep. Um, uh, Hollywood Brown, if you can get him, Henry Ruggs, Terry Kill. Those are yeah. Love those guys, man. They're, they're uh, Hardman so is my go-to. McCole he's Hardman got that dangerous speed, man. Love McCole Hardman, and he's a fucking great receiver in Madden for some reason. Like, yeah, he'll just go up and make catches. Like, you think it's Antonio Brown, but much faster the way that he plays in Madden, at least franchise yeah. mode. Yeah, well, that's what I did too. Franchise mode. I I think it was last year I was able to get him to a X factor in like less than a season. Oh yeah, because he's like he's so easy to rack up the yards or touchdowns with. Yeah. But those challenges, like, oh, I can. I was already trying to do that. Yeah. Anyways, back to the Texans. Sorry, I just had to drop that in there real quick. Um. Yeah, the the Texans. He, Deshaun Watson doesn't have anybody to play with. He doesn't have a Jalen Waddle or a Henry Ruggs, or, and he doesn't have anybody. Doesn't have 
Hopkins anymore. Uh, doesn't have anybody looking out for him on the defensive side of the ball. Clowney and Watt both been gone. Um, no, nobody outstanding in the secondary. I mean, there's really, I, I wouldn't want to play with this team either, especially if they're not listening to me for trying to help. I, I don't know. I, I wouldn't blame him if he sat, but I hate, I hate when players sit because they just don't want to play for a team. Cause I like watching them play. Like when Le'Veon sat, <clears throat> just not a fan of it, but I completely understand where they're coming from. Yeah. I, I mean, when you look at the team, it's just, it'll always come back to how did you let it all get away? Because the team itself looking at just piece by piece line, not that bad. Some mm-hmm. good people on the line. Larry yep. Tunsil, really good left tack. Brandon Cooks, really good receiver. Love having him on my team. And he always puts up numbers and always delivers. Like he's been on so many different teams and had thousand yard seasons. Yep. But I mean, and then the other guys, David Johnson, Kiki QT, Randall Cobb, good players to fill with the roster. Uh Jordan Akins, him and Watson have a good relationship. So they get things done kind of like Brady did in like the mid two thousands with like backup tight ends. So they're not bad. Then you just have to think, well, what if Hopkins, maybe Fuller mm-hmm. and Watt were still here? What if Clowney was still here? I think Clowney's is a tough one because he wanted more money than I think you want to give him. Yeah. But there are these guys that what if they're still here? How much better this roster looks and if they're still here, you're not focused on filling that hole. Then you're looking at these other guys on your defense, like fixing your defensive line or getting on the linebacker or your secondary. Like the defense obviously needs help, but once upon a time, they had a great defense. They basically become the Jacksonville Jaguars, except they have an elite quarterback that they're not yeah. supporting. But they, they were a team that should have been at the Super Bowl the next year or two and just imploded. Mm-hmm. Well, one man made them implode. Yeah, exactly. DeAndre Hopkins. That's why they get rid of him. He's terrible. Yeah, terrible. (laughs) Definitely not my favorite receiver in the league. Not at all. A guy who didn't drop one one pass all season? Ugh, who cares? No, no thanks. That's not exciting. Like, give us a drop. Make us, like, think. If it's going to you, we're like, oh, he's going to catch it and probably take it to the house. Oh, Kyler rolled out and threw a 50-yard bomb, but it's going to Hopkins? He's got it. Why even bother watching the triple coverage? <laughs> that was against me in fantasy. Fuck, and I couldn't even be mad because I love him so much. Oh, God, that's the worst. I think I lost because of that play and still was like, it's just so good. Yeah, that sounds about right. It's just so good. Like, he's just so awesome. And how do you give that up? Like, I'm trying to not. Anytime we talk about the Texans, I'm really trying to not make it about Bill O'Brien fucking up an (laughs) entire organization. But how do you do that? Like, some rosters and some teams, like the Packers, I think I could do a better job, but maybe I couldn't. You know what I mean? Maybe, like, they just weren't teams that wanted to trade with them. They couldn't get the picks. Things like that. The Texans, I know for a fact, I would have not done that horrible of a job. Yeah. Like, like these players are just elite talent players. And you don't want them? And I know, I think the O'Brien and Hopkins thing was a personal issue. Like, they got more, like, button heads and stuff. But still, just come on. 
this is a good team that you had built up and you were going towards what you needed and then you voluntarily tore it up. Yeah. God. You want to jump in and take a couple punches? <laughs> <laughs> the man is just an idiot. I don't understand how Bill Belichick trusted him so much. It doesn't make sense. It's not like he had groundbreaking uh, defensive plays or offensive plays when he became the head coach. It's not like he came up with a new scheme, a new system to run his team through. He just came in, did the regular stuff, got a good quarterback, had what was America's sweetheart of defensive ends, J.J. Watt, and even he left. The one man who you thought, this guy's not going anywhere. He left because you decided to shoot yourself in the face. I know the expression is shoot yourself in the foot, but that is not enough for what he did. <laughs> so he just unloaded an entire clip directly into his face and to the city of Houston. And now <laughs> their franchise quarterback doesn't want to be there with nobody. If he leaves, if he just gets up and walks, guess what they have? Nothing. They have a lot of really good players that don't make up a really good team. If Watson leaves for Deshaun Watson, Hopkins, JJ Watt, for all of them, you got David Johnson and a second for a fourth. If that ends up happening, I don't think it will come to that. I think they'll be smart to trade or keep him or something. I hope, but that is baffling to me and lost all your first in the process to not get anywhere. Oh, I just, it's just annoying. It's just because it's not even Peyton leaving the Colts. They don't bring him back. Yeah. And they draft Andrew Luck. That yeah. is a smart move for the future. This mm -hmm. one, you can't even say if I have five years from now, they're a Super Bowl team. You can't be like, oh, well, they did the right move. No, none of that came from this. Yeah. They could have done it all with their roster or gotten picks for guys or something else. But did they do anything good? Like I said, Davis Mills, I think that's a smart pickup. Get a young quarterback. If you have to be for the future, you have them there. Um, and you yep. took him in the third. Uh, Brevin Jordan actually liked that pick if I Watson's playing. I think he's a good tight end that Watson will really like to have some fun with. So yep. I think that's a good pickup. Um, Collins from Michigan. I remember looking at him early because he's a big dude. Nico and Collins? He has good speed. Yeah. I just forget what the knock on him was. Like, why is he a third round pick kind of thing? Because I remember liking him before. When I first saw him pop up in Madden and stuff, I looked I into was, him more. I think it was his route running, if I remember correctly. I yeah, that's had, what it was I like. think he had below average route running. Yeah, and his hands aren't great. Yeah. Or at least inconsistent. But, like, he's got speed and he's size. So, that's that's just fun. I mean, that's a good potential there. It's in the third. You're not really taking any risk. I mean, yeah, everything they're doing is with an asterisk of they don't really matter this year. Unless yeah. they do something regarding Watson or Tunsil or whoever have you. Um, but, I mean, like I said, Mills, Collins, Jordan, those three picks are really good picks for where they were 
for your first three picks, not starting until the third round. That's a pretty good job there. So I'll give them that aspect. And then maybe, no, because they don't even have their picks. I can't even say, like, maybe they're thinking for the future, but you don't have your first round pick next year either. they don't have any firsts coming up. Let's move on. We got to stop dumping (laughs) on the Texans. (laughs) Free Deshaun Watson. We can't keep doing this. God, Titans. An exciting team. Titans. Okay. Just one question comes to mind. Only one. Is Derrick Henry enough? No. He never will be. I mean, look at Adrian Peterson. Their team's better than the Vikings were then. I'm not saying complete parallels. But Derrick yep. Henry can't be enough. No one player could be enough. Tom Brady won the Super Bowl with the Bucks last year and was struggling with the Patriots before he left. And that's yeah. the great coach. I don't think it's fair enough to Derrick Henry to have him be that. And I'm hoping they'll have enough to build around him with it. Um, they think... lost five, like, really good players this offseason, though. Yeah. Clowney, gone. Desmond King, gone. Corey Davis, gone. Adoree Jackson, gone. Jonu Smith, gone. They just look like, you know, what's left over after a vulture gets at a piece of meat. Yeah, especially because the year before, actually, the last few years of them being good, their off seasons have seemed to struggle so much to maintain it because they'll lose linemen like Conklin. They just couldn't keep him. Um, Davis and Smith, I don't hate as much because I don't think they were worth what they were getting for their role in their offense, at least. I, I agree. It's just hard. It. It's just hard for them to let go of, you know, they had four really good pieces on offense and they cut it in half with the Davis and John gone. Yeah. And the big thing of them didn't replace them. Well, if they let them go yeah. and got other people wouldn't bother. Like, let's say they brought in Aguilar who yeah. wouldn't have had the Davis deal, but would have fit that second role. That would have been a good move. Um, yeah. So I didn't mind them losing them. Like Johnny Smith isn't, as great of a blocker as you need him to be to have Derrick Henry out there and Smith out there as often. So, I mean, I think in their offense, he was a little lost for it, but your second receiver needs to be good enough that they can't really focus on AJ Brown or really focus on Derrick Henry. And you're kind of struggling at your line a little bit. I feel like every year it's going to go down a bit. Like I said, Conklin, maybe he got more money than they thought he should have, but I thought they should have tried to keep him a little harder yeah. Um, they're gonna need to probably do something on the left side of their line soon, and yeah, their backup receivers not that great. Their tight ends not that great now, and like you said, lost Clowney, so they're gonna need some help there. Yeah. Um, did they sign Bud Dupree? Yes. So I think that's good. I like Bud Dupree. I've liked him since the draft. So me too. I don't think that's a huge loss on Clowney because Clowney didn't really add much to them that like you're really not taking it away even yeah um caleb farley love that signing yeah i I keep saying signing well then they're gonna sign him but i love that pick i think he's a really good player i think if he's healthy he is a really good talent in this draft obviously the big if of being healthy 
is the big concern. You can't guarantee that, but I think that's good because they needed um, corner help. I agree with you, though. Adoree Jackson. I love Adoree Jackson. I don't. Yeah. And Desmond King. I love Desmond King. Yeah. Two, those two guys, they lost two, like, in my opinion, there are like, J- there's like Jalen Ramsey, and then there's everybody else. They're like right below him. There's like, yeah, like a second tier. They're like the second tier of guys, and they lost both of them. That's letting one go. Absolutely, that makes sense. Sometimes you got to do that for the cat, but both of them that doesn't make any sense. You basically just stripped your entire secondary of talent. Of like starting talent and now they're going to struggle with their secondary you know it's going to put a lot of pressure on their defensive line to create so much pressure that they force bad throws but i mean look look at their division carson wentz if he stays healthy he doesn't force a lot of bad throws he likes the pressure um Deshaun Watson knows all about pressure because he's never really had a great offensive line. Um, Trevor Lawrence is the only one that they might be able to surprise a little bit. But other than that, they're, they have a chance of being picked apart week after week with no DBs. Yeah. I, this is, that's the thing. Like they're really just depending on their draft playing out well. Because Farley, like I said, if he stays healthy, will be yep. really good. Um, Elijah Molden, I think it's a good third round corner, but yeah. needs to play now. Third round corners don't always need to play now to fill that role. I think he can fill that slot role well, but it's just you need him to play now, just like you need Raidens. Don't like you need the tackle help right now. So it's one of those tough things of that's three of your first four picks. And probably Rice with your linebacker. Your first four picks, you're needing them to be starters right away to keep up with this race. I'm not saying they can't do it. Just statistically, it doesn't usually work out to that. Yeah. Like, it's a good draft, but you're drafting these guys hoping that they compete now for you and slide in. And that's where it can easily fall apart. And like you said, making these... um these moves with King and with Jackson to save money. One of them would have been enough, but if you're doing both of them, what was the other move to get the money back? Like that you needed the money for, for a big move, like a receiver, a lineman, whatever it was. If you can justify it with that, then that makes sense. Like drafting Mac Jones and signing Cam to a small deal saved money for the Pats and they were able to spend more money on the rest of their offense. None of them were big deals, but they were able to sign four guys to decent deals. And that's the fact of like, Jackson's a good player. King's a good player. You need good players to win right now. And you should be able to at least forward one. Well, that's the show. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. That reminds me of uh, a comedian, James A. Caster. If anybody watching this, yeah, stand up on Netflix. It's four parts. Amazing. Watch it. But um, he has this one where he says like a really depressing joke. And then just like an awkward silence for like five seconds. He goes, someday I'll have the guts to end it there.
<laughs> oh man yeah but yeah, that, that, that's it that is the show <laughs> yeah that's afc nfc south uh our next episode what do you want to do you want to do the north yeah we'll do the north we'll do north all right that's next week all right well this has been gms for hire i'm calvin i'm jake and we will see you next time keep it 100 as the children say <laughs>